0: Oh, go times! I live proud. I'm going do my That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on it limits, and it must, must be, be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some Alamofos mofos on this show. And, as always, the content that awaits you ahead it may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the next gaming on, is. Oh, I welcome aboard lads and lassies, to this, the 360th episode of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you on this 19th of September, 2021. It is International Talk Like a Pirate Day, and though this is a holiday we have yet to mark... In these are annals of the best games available for all Linux. No, for the GNU slash Linux operating system, which every man among ye knows and loves. We shall be marking it this year. We feel that we need a little levity. Amongst the crew, crack engineer, first mate, Ivor Molina, is holding up the whiskey sign. So, let us begin. First, with a reading. Unless any of you lumberly bastards think that this This episode will be anything less than the greatest episode ever produced on this fucking podcast. Oh, I will send you personally to Davy's Locker. But first, to the reading, and then to some terminology. Of course, this does make it for our sequel friends, our brothers, Brothers of the Sea. Brothers of the Coast 2021 and mark it well. Ivor, <laughs> dear beloved Ivor, it's time for you to become a vernier. <laughs> Walk the planky scurvy swamp. Now, a reading. From the old column, a long time ago. This is from October 6th, 2005. Sailing Takes Me Away. By Seth Fingers, Flynn Barkin. Yours truly. It was the summer of 1670, and we had been hunting the Spanish frigate for 16 months. After hearing that the ship would be running military payroll to most of the ports on the Spanish main, I set about to have a pirate outpost within a month's sailing of Tortuga, raising a seaworthy crew for my brig of war, Jenny's Teacup, fit and trim she was, although my men were enthusiastic at first. After a solid year spent at sea with no shore leave and rations running low, they had grown mutinous. Me own first mate took my sister's ship, a lightning-fast royal sloop I'd christened the Bloodbringer. And headed to port in June, and now the doldrums of August had set upon us. It looked as if the rest of my crew would do the same. Any day now, the third most notorious pirate in all of the Caribbean, being yours truly, the dread Captain Barkin, would probably be marooned on one of the cursed, desert, desolate isles that passed by our starboard bow. Oh, I- it would be a lonely and short winter indeed. But the sea works with its own inscrutable logic. For it was then, at the, that precise moment, that me look out, call from the crows nest, ship, ahoy! Sail! Sail! Spanish frigate! Running into the eye of the wind by the powers we had found her, and she would be mine. I knocked me new first mate away from the wheel and shouted, Make full sail, you lazy swabs! Bring her round, A close on beam reach! The prize is in our hands and I won't let her slip away! We closed the distance quickly as a Spanish frigate floundered, sailing dead into the eye of the wind. When at last she was in range, I brought the ship around, delivered a broadside of shot a portarero, thirty-two cannon strong, effectively destroying her sails. Then I turned the wheel over to me first mate. I ran to the bow. Give me ramming speed! All hands prepare to board, or I'll see to it personally that every one of you sleeps in Davy's locker! Somewhere in the chaos of the boarding, I found the captain, who, terrified by the prospect of being sent to his watery grave by one of the most ruthless pirates of the age, neatly surrendered to me his sword. A wealth of plunder now ours, we killed the rest of the crew, sunk the ship, and made full sail into the sunset, heading back to St. Kitt's, and whatever adventure awaited us along the way, for I fully intended to retire. The game is Sid Pirates! One of the easiest to pick up and play historical RPGs to ever enrapture me old pirate heart in a song of slaughter. Although it lacks any significant Xbox Live support, this is, remember, this is 2005, of course. Xbox Live support, and in spite of the fact that your character must retire before the end of the game, it's still a seaworthy entry into the breach of small titles deemed around a life of plunder. And with that, lads, me long surgeon on the high seas of reviewing games for city life has come to a close. Me only consolation being that, as I sail into the setting sun, I left a swat of corpses thousands of leagues wide in my wake. While this may be me last edition of this column, my humble plea remains unchanged. Give no quarter and kill everything. Oh I Now before we begin this episode formally, a few things ye need to know about life aboard this ship on this September the 19th year my lord 2021 First the grog. now then there are lots of things that I could tell you that you probably do not know about piracy and what it means to really talk like an authentic pirate. So, the first one is first rule of the day is very simple there are no fucking rules. Some people say O oh, R, other people say O oh, I, other people say R, other people say I. R-I-O-I O-R-R-O-I all of them are basically the same thing that out of the way also some people have a tendency to adopt a more Irish lilt to their authentic pirate uh, accents or affectations there we go that's a better way of saying it I am of neither school. being a pirate, being a buccaneer, a buccanero, which comes from the actual uh which is a bastardization of that word, meaning a machete used to flame meat to cut skins off of hides. uh marooned most of pirate culture is actually in terms of linguistically is cobbled together from all of these traditions, and pirates fought for every flag, especially the black. And no flags. There were pirates and there were privateers. I draw no distinction between the two, other than one held a letter of marquee at one point. Letter of mark, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the Spanish Main in the uh, mid 1700s, it was a shit show of criminals and competing countries who were all engaged in proxy wars against each other. From untold distances, far away, and as they, dis- as they dispatched their- the forces of their empire to try to stem the tide of the pirate menace, <laughs> most of them found themselves sunk, their forts ruined, overtaken, Campeche, Tortuga. Mm. So if you want to sound like an authentic pirate, here are my all-time... I mean, I can tell you, in all honesty, I don't, you know, dear listener, I know that you are a (laughs) an erudite fellow. I can see it in the cut of your (laughs) jib. A fine fellow and good standing amongst the brothers of the coast. However, I think it might be At this point that you've been press ganged into this fucking disastrous episode to reacquaint ye with some pieces of really, really obscure pirate lingo that have served me, your your erstwhile captain, very well for so very long. Okay, now that we have returned so really rather quickly I'm going to give you four awesome fucking authentic pirate terms that people who are not obsessed with this shit and even many who are oh I that was a double (laughs) (laughs) might not remember Number one, my all-time favorite. Since you're new to the crew, before you begin your duties as the Swab, I want you to go to the Quartermaster and ask him to direct you to the Charlie Noble, which I hope you'll surely polish. Then report back to me once this duty is completed. You've been press ganged, lad! There's nothing else for it. So press ganged. My, my second favorite piece of pirate terminology meant to be Shanghai. Meant to be kidnapped from shore and recruited involuntarily onto the account. The account meaning the book. Piracy was a democracy it was an electoral democracy actually, it was a representative democracy on all the successful ships meaning that they elected their own quartermasters, they elected their own captain um, and they could be recalled at any time uh, mutinous crew we mm, we'll get to that in a moment, but anyway press ganged meant that you were involuntarily recruited onto the account. You were knocked over the back of the head in a bar. You were Shanghai'd essentially. And when you woke up, you're now a pirate lad. Lots of times, although they're like, you know, especially like out here in uh America West Coast of America eventually became a the whole term Shanghai came actually from Seattle. Massa menos, more or less. But uh to be press gang meant you were forcefully recruited into piracy from shore. From an otherwise lily white spotless record. You went on the account. To be on the account meant that you were in the accounts payable book. The book that kept track of the wins and losses, the goods plundered, and sold, the profits made thereof. And to go on to the account meant that he acquired a share of said booty. So, number one is press gang. Which is a term that people don't use anymore, and it's funny because these days more people get press ganged into things than you can... It's it's, it's (laughs) it's crazy. But... They don't get press-ganged into the... Le- in into the black. Into the black. Okay, so. Second favorite thing that I mentioned. As... <laughs> as a new member of the crew, you should feel honored to be speaking to the captain. As I imagine this transition might be a wee bit difficult for you. You lubberly bastard! Um so all of a sudden your life is over because now you are part of a criminal enterprise the punishment for which belonging to the brothers of the coast (laughs) is death death by hanging we'll come back to my second favorite my third favorite is this my third favorite is the punishment for being caught is being a fucking pirate punishment is death by hanging. What do pirates actually call death by hanging? To dance with old Jack Ketch. Dance with old Jack Ketch, swinging from the yard arm, swinging from the boom on the jetty. At whatever provincial province, as they all change hands so many times, Tortuga, St. Kitts is one person's one day, it's another person's the other day, and your letter of mark may or may not be honored if you are a pirate hunter. And pirates were the best pirate hunters, and they got letter of marquee, letter of mark, depending on pronunciation. But you dance with old Jack Ketch if you were found to be a pirate, even with a letter of mark, even even as a crewman under a letter of mark, should you be caught or sunk by the wrong nation, not prevailing. And they were often operating under orders that were like a year old. And so treaties changed hands very quickly. Like, we're talking like two years like everything, it's like deep space it's like everything happened everything that happens on the frontier, everything that happens in on the Spanish main in the new world is stuff that is are decisions that have been made like nine months or more beforehand, you could be at war with one country and have a letter of mark for another country one day, or have no letter of marque I prefer to sail under the pure black but anyway it could be profitable it was a great way to refit your ship to get a letter of marquee making you ostensibly you know uh, the pirate police but you're a pirate and these letters would expire so quickly along with the treaties that, you know, various nations had for each other, etc. So, Dance with Old Jack Catch. That's a great one. Not many people, not many people are going to tell you about that one. And because I'm getting old, I'm going to tell you all my favorites. The second one, my second favorite of all time, is to polish the Charlie Noble so you've been press ganged and uh, if you're fucking lucky you don't talk to the quartermaster first you talk to the captain to plead your case or whatever the fuck you wanna say if you're very brave and very very stupid but then again you've just been press ganged I mean you've been pulled offshore against your will and without your knowing, and you've been forced onto the account. So it is entirely possible. Pirates have no interest in in killing able-bodied people who are not interested in joining them on the account, unless they have no rations, or no place to quarter them, or they have no particular skills. And skills in piracy, in during the age of sail on the Spanish main, skills were absolutely crucial. If you knew, if you were a carpenter, ships carpenter, incredibly valuable. If you had use as a navigator, if you had previous experience, perhaps sailing for the king, um, you were also incredibly valuable. If you had uh no, any knowledge of sailing, any knowledge of navigation, any knowledge huh, of being a sawbones, at uh, being a doctor, you are incredibly valuable. Although you are probably not incredibly skilled. But anyway, sometimes your first task would be to polish the Charlie Noble and then to report back to whoever you know, blah, and this was a test of seamanship. And generally, what would happen is you would go to, you know, maybe the carpenter. Where's the Charlie Noble? I, I you know, uh, the quartermaster is instructed me to polish it. Oh, oh, I yes, the Charlie Noble. I'm busy at the moment, but perhaps you can ask the bosun's mate. So you ask the boatswain's mate, and he refers you to the bosun. The bosun refers you to the cook. The cook refers you to the deckhands. Hey, just ask any deckhand, he'll tell you. And this is your first fucking day on this ship. Going from person to person, where... Excuse me, sir, where am I? I find the Charlie Noble. I've been instructed to polish it. This is my finest Jack Rackham from Black Sails! Anyway, which, oddly enough, that show as phenomenal. Oh my goodness, it's such a good show. But anyway, if you, especially if you're into pirate lore, that show is phenomenal! Anyway, eventually, The sun would set. You had not found the Charlie Noble. You would eventually, out of frustration, return to the quartermaster or the captain. I cannot find the Charlie Noble. After having asked every... Have you asked every person on the ship? I believe in you, lad. I believe. I believe in you. Yes, I've asked every... I've inquired. i made... Inquiries to every person on the ship. I cannot find the Charlie Noble. Therefore I cannot polish it for you. Ah Over the side with him, boys! Ah, they, 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 you know, uh, and just before throwing you over the side, they would stop, of course, and they would just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> Why? Because the Charlie Noble does not exist. <laughs> so polishing, it is of very limited concern. Um. Finally, I won't go into uh, methods of pirate torture like candling, which is one of my favorite, most barbaric rituals ever. But I did give you the origin of the term buccaneer. Um, which is true. And this is why pirates frequently have been depicted in film and song and story etc as having a medium length sword frequently with a curved edge but all kinds of swords any sort of weapon was good enough so we did let's see we did press gang we did jack catch we did the charlie noble ah jenny's teacup specifically the act of cracking it we'll be cracking jenny's teacup before sundown lads okay oh also ladies of expansive sensibilities now i can't remember where i got that one from but i've read basically every fucking book that has ever been written including an interesting book about the about jewish pirates Ah, Yisqoda, Shamira Abba. Amen. Commend him to the deep. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Um, I know a lot about obscure figures in pirate history, some of whom survive to this day. M- almost all of whom are in black sales, by the way, it- including Ned Lowe, who, for my money, was the caricature of all I mean he was a real guy and he was a maniac he was a fucking he was like not just a maniac he was a psychopath like he was crazy um but uh cracking Jenny's teacup ladies of expansibility ladies of of (laughs) expansive sensibilities were whores Cracking Jenny's teacup meant to break in or to fuck a new whore that you had not yet previously experienced, new to you but old to so many others. So there you go. We got so we got everything. We got it. We got the whole panoply of the pirate experience right there. So there you go. That is our international talk, like a Pirate Day episode. Uh, Not not the episode of the show because now we have to get into the Linux gaming aspect of it. But I hope that that has provided ye lubberly fucking scum. Oh, another good one that not many people know. To take a cock. Not C-O-C-K like a cock, like a dick, or like a rooster, but to take a cock is another illuminating piece of pirate terminology you know how in movies like uh, pirate or just in cartoons pirates are frequently shown with wearing black like t-shirts basically with um, white stripes across them that's because they are lubberly bastards when you swab the deck to take a caulk meant to take a nap when you're assigned to swabbing the deck. What this meant was that the caulk, the actual caulking in between the boards on the deck, you could tell if you were, if someone had been lazy or injured, if they had the stripes from the deck's caulking which had to have been recently wet and then scrubbed down and revealed have a new layer that was, you know, blah, on their shirt, it meant that they were a lazy bastard. So there you go. Enjoy those for International National Talk with Pirate Day. Now let's get on with this week's show. We have a big one for you. Uh, Well, we had a big one for you, but now... We've wasted 30 minutes of it on International Talk like a Pirate Day. Although no time is a pirate is wasted. And of course, everyone knows all the standard shit like Davy's Locker. Um. Oh, a Porterero is one of my all time favorite pirate terms. Porterero meant to shred a ship's, an opposing ship's sails, but without traditional chain shot. I mean, sure, there might be some chain shot in it. Chain shot was literally as it's described. It, 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 were, it was smaller cannonballs with chain between them. And so they, when they fired, they were meant to shred a ship's sails and destroy its rigging, which meant that the ship could no longer escape our grasp ramming speed get the grappling hooks um grappling hooks we're real (laughs) that's how you came that's how you came alongside now ramming speed very rarely employed because it generally involved destruction of both ships piece of pirate trivia that I love that no one knows here I'll give you a real piece of pirate treasure You know how in films, pirates like, you know, major captains, and also major just brigands are depicted as having many, many earrings along generally their right ear. Pirates, due to the nature of their occupation, were Loathe to learn how to swim. Why would you want to be able to swim if you were, you know, thrown over the side, washed overboard, um, or shipwrecked at sea or sunk at sea? Why would you want to put up the struggle? for endless hours as the sharks slowly pick at you with only the futile hope that maybe the military, the navy of another, of any country, would pick you up, identify you correctly or incorrectly as a fucking pirate, as a brother of the coast and then have you hanged after torturing you for whatever intel you may have a or just for fun, which pirates love to do. That's that's a separate chapter. Pirate torture is absolutely monstrous. Look up pin-swiggling. That was a real thing. I always thought that was like a fake thing. That that's a that was a real thing. Pirates did that. Pin-swiggling meant putting a fuse into your fucking dick after loading it with gunpowder on a beach and then lighting the fuse and letting you run pirates had limited choices for entertainment anyway um, so pirates who have why do pirates get pierced ears most pirates couldn't swim because it was pointless why would I swim it's not like other pirates are coming to rescue you it's you know it's you're going to die of privation. That's why being a marooner, surviving being marooned, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Mm. Keel hauling was also real, but keel hauling is so brutal and disgusting that I don't even like to think about it, more or less talk about it. But pirates couldn't swim. Why would you? Why would you choose to prolong your agony when you can just? fail to swim and drown much easier much faster and dead men tell no tales so instead of like clinging to driftwood and etc blah 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 they would drown generally speaking that's one of the things that they get wrong in black sails they show lots of pirates who can swim most pirates could not swim at all thus you could tell a particularly nasty pirate a guy who was particularly tough be a captain or a bosun's mate or a court, you know, whatever, does not matter and ranks are interchangeable in the pirate hierarchy on a ship like you can you can be assigned to be a cook or a bosun's mate if you're particularly good or if you're terrible at the job then you know you can be deposed immediately it it was simple it was quite elegant actually um pirates got an earring for every time they survived shipwreck Which, okay, so now we're going to interpose real brief, briefly. I'm sorry, I, I'm not sorry. Ivor, don't you look at me, you fucking bastard! So, let's say you're in Tortuga and pirates are refitting and you happen to be the purveyor of a pub there, a tavern which is also probably whorehouse. Tortuga was like just a fucking teeming, Tortuga, cause no one could ever take and hold Tortuga and so Tortuga eventually just became where pirates raised their crews and it was a hub of industry, but anyway one of one of several, so if a guy walked in with three piercings on his ear, holy shit, you gave that guy a wide berth <laughs> you gave that guy a wide berth. That man, at that point, is, like, basically unkillable. Um. Yeah. And so there you go. There's some stuff about pirates for INTERNATIONAL TALK LIKE A PIRATE DAY (coughs) 2021. Now, let's get on with our top story, shall we? Since I don't wish to make this episode as long as last week's episode too late, um, we're gonna just blow through the rest of our rundown so skillfully prepared by first mate Ivor Melina undead though he may be Mm. first off alright we did international talk like a pirate day so here's our whole show it's like gonna be we're breaking breaking the format Cracking Jenny's teacup is one that you do not often hear neither, nor is Polishing the Charlie Noble uh nor is Dance with Jack Catch um, so that's some good stuff, that's some good stuff you can string those together any way you want and whether or not you have a strong pirate voice or grasp of the vocabulary oh, I by the Powers is another good one. By the Powers. But I'm not entirely sure how authentic that one is. Davies Locker is absolutely authentic, but by the Powers. By the Powers. And so much of this stuff is woven into common lingo as is most nautical. As our most nautical terminology. Um... From the Napoleonic Age of Sail and the Spanish main, you know, points. Points continental and westward. <laughs> um, so there you go. So let's just talk about some games that uh, came out this week and that I've been playing. I we're based them with a the feature. Porterero is a good one. Oh yeah! Porterero was chain shot, but not with just chain shot. It was with everything that they had that was made out of metal. So anything that was in the holes, anything that was in the dining room, any silverware, forks, knives, cutlasses, remove the handle, throw them in the cannon for the Porterero. And this was way more deadly than Chain Shot. Chain Shot was meant to destroy the rigging. Portereros were generally meant in de- times of desperation, when you're running out of ammo, when you have no more chain shot, uh, to also destroy the rigging, but portereros specifically were meant to be broadside at deck height to cut through the opposition in preparation for desperation boarding. So just, like, imagine, like, throwing your your entire fucking, uh, cutlery drawer into a cannon and then shooting it at someone, and you know, at fifteen yards, ten yards distance, <laughs> with a fuck ton of gunpowder. Oh, I yes, Portarero, mmm, beautiful. I mean, it was chaos. Mm. And one of the things about getting getting a full broadside from any even just a frigate like we'll we'll say you know 10 guns meanwhile ship of the line carried 50 50 15 on 15 on 15 on one side mirrored on the other holy shit holy shit ship of the line it was a cap that's what we call like in um you know like uh Uh, oh god, uh, uh, X Wing versus TIE Fighter, X Wing, it's what we call a capital ship. A ship of the line was just a devastating monster, but not without its weaknesses. Although they were, they were more well crewed and more expertly crewed and with such. Unthinkable power. There's the only good part. Well, it's not the only good part because I mean, you know, blah. Of the last parts of the Caribbean movie is where they blow up a ship of the line. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Anyway, so Ivor, based them, give them, give them our full broadside, one volley, just to let them know that we're here. Ivor. Perfect! Oh. My. God. It's the Libyans. Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scookie. Alright, so it's a kind of what I'm playing episode. uh, Because we don't really have a specific feature but many good games came out this week that run very well on Linux, including number one being Sid Meier's Pirates, which didn't come out this week at all. It's a... It's no so I was just about to clear them. <coughs> Sid Meier's Pirates runs on Linux. Let me see how much it costs right now. I'm sure you can find aftermarket keys for it. It is by far... by far my favorite pirate game ever made I am not well acquainted, it's 10 bucks right now at full price, so there's gotta be hundreds of keys floating out there on E2G or whatever (coughs) but uh yeah, it's the most realistic and uh, Little and I you can fight Little Ol' and I, you can fight Blackbeard, Edward Teach I can't remember if Ned Lowe is in that. Ned Lowe is a fucking psychopath. Ned Lowe once had his crew kill half of another crew after separating them out by who was married and who was not. And he had the unmarried men killed. Ned Lowe walked around with a musket ball after being shot with it in the back of his throat for three weeks Ned Lowe was a maniac Ned Lowe was the caricature of everything that we associate with pirates and he was a monster too and he just killed lots and lots and lots and lots of people for fun he really enjoyed killing people mm. so here's um, a reporting a, a brief reportage of the recent events that have occurred this week in the world of Linux gaming. Uh, Number one. Well, I mean, these are in no particular order, but first of all, RetroArch everyone's, well, not everyone's, not my particular favorite, but it is the backbone of what uh, emulated gaming has become on Linux. RetroArch is free. It has reached its first official release, this happened I think last month maybe maybe longer ago it is no longer in the playtest phase it completely works, it's version 1.9 dot 9 something um, I had some problems importing my libraries for it, but all of the emulators, this is the one emulator to rule them all, this is the one front end to rule them all, ostensibly unfortunately this does carry some drawbacks, like it still sucks in terms of actually if you want to customize anything, it is not as straightforward as other front ends to maim uh, mess, etc, etc, etc have been, but uh, you just pull down from there it's free, you pull it down Uh, from their Steam Store page, then you get all of the uh, cores from the Steam Store page, obviously then import your libraries of your ROMs and stuff, and it works like a treat and it has net play, so you want to play two player Contra, three The Alien Wars on Super Nintendo send your friend the ROM and you guys can play it from across the world together, finally just as God intended um in terms of newer games, Metallic Child was released. Metallic Child I'm saving the best for last. Oh shit, we're running out of time. Okay, fine. Metallic Child is a roguelite with a delicious ge- it's it's Hades but with a little girl who's a death droid and you're controlling her and in procedurally generated cartoonified uh anime style death action labyrinthine robot massacres of untold proportions and it, it's charming it is very charming speaking of charming Chucklefish's latest game Eastward has come out, both of these games I own, both of them work on Linux Eastward, I was so mind-bendingly bored by I, it was just a lot of talking I gave it 10 minutes to see if it worked it works, it's pixel art, it's everything you would expect from Chucklefish, I guess it's not a review maybe I'll get time to play it later now, a game that I was desperately waiting for, evidently turned out to not be the game that I was desperately waiting for I had not bought this yet but Deathloop was released this week, it's $60 it's a lot for this game, which I read some reviews, I broke my own rule, I read some reviews because $60, bucks, I'm, I don't have a lot of money right now, and $60 bucks is a a lot of money and people were saying that the game is like 17 hours long um, and that it was just basically the same mechanics from Dishonored 2 I'm not a huge Dishonored or Dishonored 2 fan and I was given the impression that Deathloop was a an entirely different game than what it actually has turned out to be. We shall see. I might get it later on this week, provided if my last client ever fucking pays me! They are six weeks six weeks overdue but that's kind of true for everybody in every way right now so that's Deathloop, that's Eastward that's Metallic Child I got Death Stranding to work, if you were able to avail yourself of Death Stranding when it was on sale for I think 20 bucks a couple weeks ago, which we featured on this show Um, I had to update my uh, NVIDIA graphics drivers, but after that runs great, it is a fucking weird game and by the way, fucking weird game is copyrighted by Hideo Kojima, which is a Hideo Kojima Kojima production, which is product of Hideo Kojima brought to you by Hideo Kojima on behalf of Hideo Kojima, which is a game by Hideo Kojima, and Death Stranding a Hideo Kojima game is also a Hideo Kojima game brought to you by Kojima Productions which is still a Hideo Kojima game as is every sentence that I've just spoken. It's a Hideo Kojima sentence. And no one loves to see his name more than Hideo Kojima. Who I have forgiven in full after doing Metal Gear Solid 5, which redeemed himself in my eyes. Death Stranding though is fucking weird. Um, When I have more playtime in it, I'll tell you more about it. I've had dreams about this game now though. It's, it's fucking strange. It is a weird Weird, weird, fucking bizarre mamajama. Speaking of weird, bizarre fucking mamajamas, what would happen if you took Marble Madness, the old school arcade, physics based, pseudo physics based, it was fake physics, um, pseudo 3D, it was fake 3D, demi isometric. Uh, marble rolling trackball based game one of my all time favorite games ever made a game that truly captured my imagination only surpassed by Marble Madness 2 and yet un- left unequaled even to this day in fact one of the games that I've been working on is basically Marble Madness because we did a whole fucking show whole hour and a half long episode know like I think our first year of what is wrong with these fucking marble games and what is wrong with the people who are developing them because they obviously think that it's a proxy for like not being able to render not being able to fucking rig and animate a humanoid bipedal character no what would you get if you took Marble Madness and mated it with Goat Simulator you would get the awesome I Am Fish. In I Am Fish, you take on the role of one of four fish trying to reunite in their little bowls. At least the goldfish starts off in a little bowl. And you have to roll around the universe without breaking the bowl and uh, escape escape your owners, escape all humans and uh, reunite with your other fishy friends I Am Fish is fantastic I only played 15 minutes of it it is fantastic now finally on our list the number one game, this was supposed to be our feature for this week my number one game for this week is Severed steel and severed steel severed steel answers the question let's use that old tired game lazy game journalism uh, structural conceit severed steel answers the question what would happen if you took Max Pay made it in first person gave him one arm and then finally allowed Max Payne unlimited amounts of his unique movements and added a whole bunch more and then gave him an endless candy colored horrible horrible death force against which to fight so we're talking like I'm going to be wall running. I'm going to slow down time. I'm going to aim. I'm going to shoot this guy in the head while I'm somersaulting. I'm somersaulting. I'm doing 360 somersault off the wall run. And before I land, I'm going through this window. And I'm going to slide. I'm going to slide. I'm going to slide all. I'm going to shoot you underneath these desks and chairs. I'll pop up. I'm going to go through that window. Diving. We are diving. I'm going to shoot you in the head. Slow down time. Ah. no. I'm wall running again and I'm gonna somersault off this wall through this window and then slide again and again and again and again this game is phenomenal it is so good I came in my pants just now explaining basically what it's like I'll make sure that that is our video of the week because I do I, have, I haven't I have beaten it yet I, I hear the game is short but it's one of those games where every, every level is like okay I have infinite replayability because there, there's no scoring system there's nothing but completing the objective and then getting the fuck out of there you don't have to kill anybody, you do have to kill a lot of people and you will it's like hard boiled it's what the fuck was that? Ivor, you're fired. You should have pulled that. I asked him to, I asked Ivor to pull the name of that fucking John, the game John Woo directed that was roughly based off of Hard Boiled. And I cannot remember it. That game was okay, but that was a third person game. This is in first person. And the only thing that Severed Steel needs to make it an all time instant classic. I mean it, an all time instant classic, is the ability to see a replay of everything you did on the level, and the ability to drop cameras, and edit on a timeline what that replay looks like if they do that and I already reached out to uh, one of the lead developers behind Severed Steel, and I was like, man you want this to become like a, an infinite cash cow for you one that will like out no game that I've ever played has done this this well and we will talk more about it next week that's our show oh, I remember it's international talk like a party so be the asshole at the bar and explain to them the world and press game into your universe now and if if they want since they seem so dead set on a course to find a monster and since they seem so convinced that your ability to talk like a pirate makes you one to them that you will gladly be it for them at least until midnight cheers happy international talk like a pirate day to recap, Severed Steel Retro Arch, which is free. I am Fish, which I I did a live stream of. Um, but I didn't have the right Proton installed, so like I had weird graphic artifacts. Those are those were gone the second time I ran it with the actual I ran uh, GE anyway. Uh, Metallic Child, Death Stranding. Eastward, which I was not wild about. There's a lot of fucking text-based talking in that game. I was like... You like, hear those knocks? That's me pressing the A button to skip, 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 I get the... I understand that you're in love with your words, Chucklefish. I haven't gone to play the game at all for ten fucking minutes. And Deathloop, which I can neither recommend nor whatever, but it's out, and I waited for it really intensely uh, 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 finally also, Aliens Fireteam Elite, there's no sale for it but they've expanded it um, with new weapons and stuff, I have now logged 78 hours in Aliens Fire Team Elite, so anyone who wants to you know, by the way my most, two most recent achievements, which came two days ago. Supportive Squad complete 50 missions without anyone being downed. 4.6% of players have had that achievement. Keen Eye open 50 hidden caches. 5.7% of players who own the game have gotten that achievement. Uh, my achievement before those two was something that only 3.7% of people who play the game have you know, blah. At 40 bucks, 78 hours that's a good deal and if you like the aliens franchise I still I stand by my full review of it it is it does what it does extraordinarily well and the fact that they keep rolling out new stuff like I have new weapons to upgrade and shit um and new classes they fucking put out like two new classes last week um you know we'll see but I mean at 80 hours that's 50 cents an hour if you want to go by that crude measurement. I stand by my review. Cheers and remember, kids! My name is John Silver and I have a long fucking memory. Catch you next week. Yellow is that color. Gambling is a game. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. It's fucking ponderous man ponderous fucking ponderous it only runs on linux it's not a problem you alienated part of america i alienated crazy people i like it very much it is i eb farm you're becoming hysterical i'm here i'm there i'm fucking everywhere i'm the egg man The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die